You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to a Monday here on the Ken Miller Show. It's Trent Condit and myself taking you until 2 o'clock today and a lot to get to after the weekend that we witnessed in the world of sports. Isn't it a wonderful escape? Uh, sports yesterday was unbelievable, Trent. I I thought that, uh, well, you know what? What a great PGA tournament. Settled in to watch the Cubs thinking that, um, you know, what more can you ask for as a mm-hmm. sports fan, right? Let's not get greedy. And then the ninth inning rolls around, and David Bodie does what David Bodie did. And uh, Wrigley Field goes crazy, and uh, you turn the television off just completely fulfilled if you're a sports fan uh, yesterday. But uh, a ton to get to. Matt Rudy's going to join us right off the bat here. Well, about 1225. Of course, Golf Digest, we will recap uh, the PGA Championship. Tip of the cap to the fans in St. Louis. How about that? throngs that showed up to watch that tournament and they were loud they were rambunctious they were good at the right times they weren't yelling in the backswing you know what i thought the same thing you didn't hear a lot of get in the holes or you're the man or what was the one guy what was the one chant yabba dabba (laughs) (laughs) doesn't somebody shout that or chant that anyways um i'm with you they they cheered at the right times and you didn't hear a, a lot of the garbage and Look, I mean, I think what you kind of personifies it all is the look from the camera that was trailing Tiger Woods as he went up the stairs to go sign his scorecard, and he looked below him at the masses. That's yes. there was masses of people, and he's giving them the thumbs up. I mean, for for that fan base to break through his wall, that tells you just how uh, significant the impact was on him. Trent, it was spectacular yesterday. It, it felt like we turned the clock back, and anyone who doesn't think that Tiger moves the needle in, in the game of golf um, is kidding themselves because 69% increase in the ratings yesterday. Saturday's numbers were up 54% when Tiger's uh, in the hunt and playing like he does. He's the most important player, and find one. correct me if I'm wrong, is there ever been anybody more important that to to his sport or her sport than Tiger Woods is to golf? Michael Jordan was at that level. Mm-hmm. Now it took them a long time, and they were able to, to got get it back. back to that level. Right after the Celtic, the Lakers, and the Celtics, and the Sixers, and mm-hmm. that era, and the Pistons, that era, but. When Jordan went away, the NBA struggled. That's true, and he they came back. Ha- yeah. No, it, and it wasn't stars that mm-hmm. were very marketable. Mm-hmm. It was difficult. They're back now, and mm-hmm. we know the numbers and how much as everybody else is going down. The NBA is one of the few that continues to go up, but that took a long time. And there will be somebody else in golf that I'm sure will capture the imagination of, of youth and well, old guys like us mm-hmm. in the same way. And, and one thing you brought up is it felt like, you know, turn back the, the clock. It did. It didn't to me. This was different because Tiger, Tiger then, it felt like he couldn't be beat. Mm-hmm. And outside of the PGA Championship and Rich Bean. I see where you're going. Yep, yep. 2009, I think. Yeah. Th- this, or whatever. Well, that was Yang 2000. Anyways, go ahead. But but this this was different. This is hoping to see that guy again, yeah. wishing to see this guy again. And the memories of the past that kept flooding back. And and now a guy that, that does seem different, too. You mentioned him waving as uh, to the crowd mm-hmm. as he went up there, he never slapping hands, smiling. He had a 
just a, a bad pull shot. Hit the green, but he was fifty feet away. What mm-hmm. was that on? I regardless of the whole late in the late in the round. Thirteen, fourteen feet, right in that range. And he had a smile and eh, pulled it. You mm-hmm. know, that's not that wasn't Tiger Woods before a mature Tiger Woods. Here's one sticking around to congratulate Brooks Kepka. And that's where I was gonna finish. You're absolutely right. Sting there, the handshake, the hug of the lady friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old Tiger. But uh <laughs> <laughs> See that part never cropped. Maybe it should have. It should have, yeah, yeah, it should have. But it was it's a different guy. It is. And it feels a lot different. Mature, to me. perhaps. Yes. Uh, appreciate. Maybe took it for granted uh, yep. early in his career. Look, Brooks Kepka is going to be remembered for winning the PGA because of Tiger's second place finish. Yeah. You can't tell me anybody who won the PGA last year. Nobody can. Anybody can? Nobody can. Well, I can. Can you? Justin Thomas. All right, two years ago. I know Justin ten Thomas years, won last year. Ten years ago, I'm going to ask you who won, or ten years from now, yeah. I'm going to ask you who won, won in 2018, and you will remember that Brooks Kepa beat Tiger Woods. Yeah. And that the, the reason why is because of Tiger Woods. Well, remember Rich B, remember Y.E. Yang, so because it's Tiger. But if this was, if it was Justin Thomas in that spot instead of Tiger Woods, yeah, we wouldn't remember no, that. No, of course we wouldn't remember, wouldn't that. remember it that. was, it was, um, and I read a piece yesterday that Tiger Otis that, and yeah, he kind of did, I guess, because he, you know, he he, he just me, meteoric rise to the best in the game, and then as as quickly as it happened, it went away, and for a lot of people, we went away from watching golf. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed sitting in my chair watching golf yesterday afternoon. I mean, I got a little emotional at times. I mean, I told you I cry at commercials now, right? right? Just, right. Um, just the thoughts of what of what this guy has meant to the sport and how much he brought people to their televisions to watch the sport and what he did for the game, elevating the purses, making people want to pick up the game of golf. Kids pick up the game of golf, and and we've got some tremendous young stars in the game right now. But it takes the biggest star of them all, the 42-year-old old man for the game, because you know, kind of in a way he is, to bring us back and to give us those feels again. It was remarkable. And Brooks Kepka, how about that? Staving off Tiger, one of his idols, his other idol, Adam Scott growing up. He's playing with him. Right? Playing, with, playing with him in the final round. Now three majors to his credit. This guy is ascending. Yes. The longest hitter on tour. Uh-huh. Good-looking dude, big, yeah. strong muscles, big, yeah. thick upper body. Right. Kind of boring, though, isn't he? Yep. <laughs> he's, he's not easy to root for. No, I'm with you. And he ran away with the U.S. Open, and yes. it was it was boring just because yeah. he just crushed the field. You know, it's not his fault that he was so damn good that <laughs> right. four days. Um, but look, go back to the, go back to Thursday. Tiger starts bogey double. Yeah. Those were his first two holes of the 72 that he would play in this tournament. He's three over after the first two. And watching him down the stretch, Trent, you knew on 18 yesterday that he was going to leave that crowd in awe. He was going to remind us one more time what once was, and he was going to sink that birdie putt. And the emotions that he showed with the fist pump and the guttural roar, I mean, that was inside him for the last, I don't know how long it's been since he won a major, 10 years? yeah. Um. I mean, he let it out. That he was did. therapeutic for him yesterday, and for us as golf fans, at least for me. We, we've, uh, I'm sure, wasted a lot of minutes and hours throughout the last decade. Tiger. Yes. Is he back? What is he? Now, I've won this uh, prop bet every single year, because all these 10 years, I said Tiger won't win a major this year. No. 
I will change my tune, <laughs> I have a feeling, this spring. He's going to get one. I hope you're right, Trent. I do. Uh, and a television network certainly hope that you're right. Look, he's 12 to 1 to win the Masters already. The, yes. the odds have come out at the uh, uh, one of the properties in Las Vegas. LV uh, Westgate, maybe? The Westgate, yeah. Westgate, yeah. Who, uh, golf odds, I uh, can't think of the guy. That's name. the guy on Twitter, golf odds, yes, right. Who is as sharp as you're going to find. That's, he, yes, he makes absolutely. Their numbers at, yep. at the Westgate. He's really good. I have them all in front of me because I wanted to bring him but up. But he, he's not the favorite. Tiger's not the no. favorite. Isn't somebody 10 to 1? Spieth. Spieth is 10 to 1. Spieth 10 to 1. Then you get three guys at 12 to 1. Tiger. Yeah. DJ. DJ, right. And Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas needs to change his name. That's what he needs to do. Yeah. We, we already have. Dustin you, got, Johnson, you got one, Thomas. Yeah. We need something different. Go JT. Go. Okay. Something. All right. It's a boring name, and the, he is a really. He's a machine. He's right? outstanding. No, he's a really good player. He's going to win a lot of majors mm-hmm. in his career. I thought yesterday he was going to win at one point. I was right there with him. Was he uh, both? Uh, he, Kepka and he were tied at one point, 11 under, were they not? And that was my pick at 14 to 1. So Ooh. I was rooting, rooting, rooting. Did get a good live number, though, at Kepka. Right as Tiger was making that last push, and Kepka, I think, saved par. It was down to one for a moment. And then that, went birdie, birdie, yes. birdie, or whatever it was. And... I, I got him at minus 160, I think it was. So at least was able to uh, make back my three props. Of... In-game wagering. It's a big thing. No, absolutely golf, it, it's. I enjoy in-game wagering. I don't like it in football at all. At all. Baseball, not much. I like basketball doing it. But more than anything, I love doing it in golf tournaments. On, on Sunday, don't get into it before that unless I see kind of something early on. But on Sunday, as everybody's making charge and moving around, you see those odds mm-hmm. moving up and down. We talked about this, I think, before. Golf, I think, has a real opportunity with the advent of sports wagering yep. across the country. The overturning of PASPA. It's going to be, I think, very good for the world of golf. I don't disagree with you. I think that's one of the sports that's really going to help. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you 100%. Alright, let's go to, let's uh, fast forward to last night because we will talk more golf with Matt Rudy. If we would have ended there, we would have been fine. I was completely satisfied, yes. Trent. I was. Yeah. I mean, if the rains would have come to Wrigley Field last night, game would have got rained out. Oh, well, you know what? I had what such a wonderful Sunday afternoon of watching Tiger Woods. Um, I'm good. But but we got more. We got more. We got it's, spoiled. It started before the ninth. It did. I mean, we, we had 20 strikeouts between mm-hmm. the two starters. 20. We don't get to see, unless you have the MLB package, you don't get to see Max Scherzer a lot during the regular season. So... People in the Midwest, all right, here's your opportunity, mm-hmm. and he was he was Max Scherzer. <laughs> and how about the sounds of, uh, like, uh, who was the tennis player? Was it Monica Seles that grunted? She was yes. the grunter, wasn't yes. she? Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, there, there were occasions last night when he would, mm-hmm. you know, he tried to dial it up a little bit more on that heater into the upper 90s, and uh, <laughs> you, could, uh, you could hear it uh, plain as day. But, Trent, you're right. I mean, the two starters, Scherzer versus Hamill. Scherzer, 11 strikeouts. Hamill had nine. He was great. Yes. And conversely. And he's been great. He's been great uh, in his Cub starts. Mm-hmm. John Lester? There's something wrong there. I don't care what you say, Joe Madden. Shut this is down. the same guy. Get him some rest. 10-day stint. Yeah, you can tell me everything's fine. Um, but you know what? It's not what I'm seeing. And you don't have to go back too far. Just go back to the All-Star break. He's a different pitcher. This is the guy you were going to rely on? You still yeah. feel that same way, Joe Madden? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Hand him the ball in game one? No. Hand the ball in game one, and all of a sudden in a five-game series, you're down 0-1 because no. 
Lester's our guy. Mm-hmm. All right, good luck. And he couldn't get through the fourth, throw 85 pitches. Now you got to win three out of four to win that series. All right, look, there's nothing saying that he can't he can't write this ship again. I mean, that he's that kind of player. He yes. is he's a he's a he's a he's a gamer. Mm-hmm. But right now there's something that's off. However, Cole Hamels, you bringing that other lefty uh, at the trade deadline, a guy that admittedly um, talking to Dave Raymond, the voice of the Texas Rangers, wasn't great all year long. But man, oh man, has he had a shot in the arm, right? Just getting involved in a pennant race and being and playing in big spots, opposed to Texas, who's you know dozens of games out of it. Uh, it shows he was terrific. Same thing. Now Verlander last year, before he went to Houston, he was pitching much better than he had previously. But then he took it to another mm-hmm. level. Something to be said about a veteran yeah. getting those juices flowing in. It matters. Back in a pennant race. Yes, it really matters. And you're seeing this with Hamels. And, you know, that was one of the the talking points that were there. A guy like that that you go out, you bring him in. He's a veteran. He's pitched in so many big games before, pitched in a World Series. And maybe you can get that fastball ticked up just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And He's M- M- uh, MVP of the World Series. Yes, you get... You get the going, and we've we've seen it from Hamels. It happens a lot, especially starting pitcher. I, I just think it's different there. The grind, you know, the five-day grind, you get in that routine game in and game out, and when you really have something to play for, it, it can take you back to another level. You're seeing that. But I have to ask you, before last night, before David Bodie mm-hmm. hits the, the walk-off grand slam, have you ever heard of the term golden homer before? No. No. Mm-hmm. Me neither. No. Oh, we're, we're both pretty big baseball guys. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Never have heard the no, term. No, Golden goal. Yes, yes, heard that. Um, walk off. Walk off, yeah. Well, I saw Sidney Crosby score a golden goal in Vancouver oh, yes. to beat the Americans in overtime. Um, now, Golden homer, no, no. Now, maybe there's a reason for it. The last time it happened, you have to go back to 1996. So it. it this, so it was referred to a 90. Sorry, what have you got in front of you? You got the actual. Well, it's happened twice, uh, according to pitch data that I found uh, from. So this wasn't just made up. I this thought... wasn't made up. Oh, okay. Apparently. All apparently. Right. I'd never heard of it. Maybe they came up with the term in between, but only two instances this has happened. And what a golden homer is, a walk-off grand slam, yeah. down by three, right. the team down to your last strike. Those are the check marks you have to hit. Down to your last strike. And this hasn't happened since 1996, 1996 in baseball? Is that right? And here's a name for you. Chris Hoyles, H-O-I-L-E-S, Baltimore. Baltimore catcher, wasn't he? Yes, that sounds right. I think maybe moved to first base a little bit later on. But, yeah, Chris Hoyles, uh, May of 1996. The other, Alan Trammell in 1988. The Hall of Famer. The Hall of Famer. Well, look, Golden bo- Homer. Golden Homer. Haven't heard of it, Trent, and, nope. th- and, and thought they made it up last night, to be honest with you. Um, but David Bodie's a guy that, look, how, how do you send him back? How, how does he not stay with the big club now? And I know, look, Listella has been unbelievable. Listella leads the major leagues in pinch hits. Wow. Did you hear that last night? I was uh, Viscargin threw that out on the broadcast last night uh, when he got a, a pinch hit single. At, I don't remember what inning it was, but uh, he did. Um, but what are you what are you going to do with David Bodie? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to play him? I mean, he's going to give Rizzo a spell at first. Um, Bryant's going to come back. At least we assume he says all the right things that he's going to come back. And um, but my God, this guy's been this guy's had a really nice run since he first got his opportunity playing in front of the home folks out in Colorado and Denver one weekend in I think it had to be June somewhere around Sounds there. Sounds right. But uh, 
talk about a big spot and talk about it. And he knew it as soon as he hit it, too, because you could see the bat flip. Mm-hmm. And you could he kind of did a little bit of Carlton Fisk, not doing the, you know, the gyration. But that's the way he kind of hopped toward first base. And then when it cleared, he got the wings out a little Edward on. And was it Encarnacion who did that? He did the one wing. Who did the two wings? Batista? No, he had the big no, bat flip. No, it was... Uh, I don't remember. Dave Henderson, maybe? I don't know. Regardless, I've yeah. seen it before, but you got to go way back. But spectacular, Trent. It was. Just a great way to end the weekend if you're a sports fan. We, uh, we got a whole lot this weekend. We didn't even talk football. And we have a you want to? We have a lot to get into football-wise today, too. Yeah, I... Uh, that's going to be a long year. Oh, boy. Yeah. You're, you're back out. Yeah, I'm out. So Ken Miller and his Denver Broncos, he was ascending. It went from yep. the most of the summer. Yep. And the no chance. Chiefs, Chargers are going to win the division. They'll be 7-9, 8 kind of year. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden last week. Don't sleep on the Denver Broncos. Ken's perking up. Well, you know what it is, Trent? It's the media that follows them, and they have, they have bought a hook, line, and sinker into this team. Look, Minnesota had a patchwork offensive line for the first two series. Mm-hmm. They ran the ball through gaping holes. Yes. Murray had a couple of 20-yard runs. Kirk Cousins was perfect for crying out. Boy, is he accurate. Yes, he that t- that uh, It wasn't a touchdown. Well, the, he did eventually throw a touchdown to Diggs, but the 25-yard gain, 30-yard gain, whatever it was, down the uh, right sideline, just perfectly thrown. Because Bradley, uh, Bradley Roby had really good coverage on him. If you're a Vikings fan... You know, he didn't play Dalvin Cook. Harrison Smith never saw the field. Lindell Joseph didn't see the field. Uh, a bunch of their linemen were out. I, I'm missing a, I, Did Thielen play? I don't. If he I, did, I don't remember him. But my point being is they rested a lot of their guys and had their way with Denver. They did, yeah. And I'm talking about starter versus starter. Denver's def- starting defensive line was in the football game when Latavius Murray is running for 20 yards. Before he's even touched. Big holes. Huge holes. And big concerns on the other side of the studio here. No, no. And look, Case Keenum, they didn't have first down. We looked yeah. looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Paxton Lynch, who they traded up for, Elway's missed again on quarterbacks. Well, he's a good quarterback, but he can't he can't spot one. He can't. Outside of the easiest in Peyton Manning. Well, and he showed up. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah. That worked out pretty well. But in terms of drafting. No, it hasn't gone well. Not at all. You know, played a lot in that game, and I thought didn't look out of place one little bit. Josie Jewell. See, I didn't watch much. Of, I watched the opening few drives on each side. And then, yeah, he the wasn't in half. at that time. But he played. He Almost got the in. Third, whole third quarter. And the whole second quarter. Okay. All no, right. he played a significant chunk of that football game. Um yeah, it was great. I was really impressed by Josie Jewell. Jaleel Johnson got the start for the yeah, Vikings. Yeah, he did. Too. He started for the Vikings, and they were. Um, that was look, the first it was, um, for me seeing him. Yeah. Because you know, we've talked to the Vikings guys that we have on and said he's just kind of a depth piece right well, now. Well, PA, and who's his color guy? Lieber? Ben Lieber? Ben Lieber, yeah. Um, which is pretty cool that we got the, you know, the yeah. simulcast of the radio on uh, Channel 8. And how about the boom to kick off? Yeah, PA boom. I love the PA yeah, boom. I did too. Um, but, yeah, Jalil Johnson, they were talking about him in, in uh, very, very uh, glowing terms about the training camp that he's having. So he's going to be a factor there, Trent, no doubt. Uh, Bo Bauer also. Played in the fourth quarter, I think. He played some of the fourth Any quarter. Any shot? No, I don't no. think so. I think it's a numbers thing for sure. him. 
Um, but, you know, maybe he'll be able to put down some tape. Get some tape, yeah. Uh, Kai Forbath is going to lose his job. If you're, gonna, if you're going to your fantasy draft, you're going to take uh, Kai Forbath. He's going to lose his job. The kicker from Auburn who's got the huge leg mm-hmm. and showed that when he was at Auburn. Carlson, Dan Carlson? I think it's Dan Carlson. Um, hit a 57-yarder. I get that it's Denver and it's the thin air, but uh, he was good. We're a ton late. we got to get to Matt Rudy, Zubin Mahente. In about uh, 40 minutes, we'll talk to ESPN Zubin Mahente. Trent and I are here until 2. Lots to cover. What a spectacular day Sunday was. If you're a sports fan, you were treated as we were. Back with more after these messages on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoon on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Boom! An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Ever try to golf at night? Friday, August the 17th, you can do just that. The event is called A Shot in the Dark. It's at Willow Creek in West Des Moines. Golfers hit glowing golf balls while the greens and pins are lit up with glow sticks. There's also dinner, bar, and a silent auction, all benefiting Prevent Blindness Iowa, which funds vision screening in our state. Check out this one-of-a-kind event by Googling Prevent Blindness Iowa. Once again, night golf, Friday, August 17th at Willow Creek. Google Prevent Blindness Iowa for more details. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Save more with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, Todd, Liberty Mutual just saved me $782. Liberty did what? what? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Maybe I should switch to Liberty Mutual. Visit us online to... Hey, stop echoing. Sorry. Visit us online to get a quote, and you could save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, equal housing insurer. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 
515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Are you looking for a way to give back to the community and have some fun at the same time? The Timothy Yates Hagen Humanitarian Foundation has an event for you. The third annual Tim Hagen Golf Classic will be held at Copper Creek Golf Course in Pleasant Hill on August the 25th at 8 a.m. Up to 25 four-player teams will compete with proceeds going towards pancreatic cancer research at John Hopkins. Water sustainability efforts in Tanzania through Save the Rain and Dream Team Des Moines. Sign up now at tyhfoundation.org. Spots are going fast. This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies. For wins, for big games, for titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors, uh, these colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Summer is here, and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net Here we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Zuba Mahente from ESPN coming up in about 15 minutes. Let's talk more golf, shall we? Matt Rudy, Rudy Writer on Twitter. Golf Digest joins us as we recap just a remarkable, remarkable tournament, including a Sunday that few will ever forget. Matt, that was unbelievable. It really and truly was. It felt like we turned the clock back in some respects. Even though Tiger Woods didn't win, sure feels like he did, Matt. How are you? I'm good. How are you? It was a lot of fun to watch. And when you saw him come off 18, you could actually see how exhausted he was from, from doing it the way he did it, missing all those fairways and having to hit those hero shots and having all those near misses. It was, I mean, Brooks Koepka looked like he was gliding through 18 holes. Tiger Woods looked like he'd been in a fight. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. Uh, really did. Where did the uh, was it the seventeenth hole? When we look back at that thing, there were a couple of putts. One he made bogey on one. You know, one more dimple of roll. It goes in the cup. But really, seventeen, which was a birdie hole all tournament long. Couple of guys. I mean, on Saturday, look, he's got a putt for eagle uh, and ended up making par on the uh, on the seventeenth. But did seventeen cost him yesterday any chance? Do you think? Uh, I think the point you just made is the, is, the, is the good one. What cost him on Sunday was what didn't happen on Friday and Saturday. And he, he just was too far away. And, and I don't think anybody can expect to shoot 62 or 61 or something to, to win a tournament. And, and he was just too many shots behind. I think even if he had made that putt, the way Brooks Kepka was playing, Kepka would have changed his, his approach on the last few holes 
and, and been more aggressive and, and made another birdie if he needed it. Uh, I just don't think there was enough. There, there was too much distance between a player who was playing too well for Tiger to catch up. If he could have been a little closer by converting, I mean, he must have had 15 putts inside 15 feet that he had a chance to make that he didn't. He just needed more of those earlier in the week. His game is as close to uh, ready to win a major now as you can find. What else needs to be done here now as we get ready for 2019? And we're uh, 240 days away from the Masters. What what needs to uh, still be done? What kind of work do you think Tiger's going to be going through in the quote-unquote offseason when we get to it? Well, I bet he's going to sleep. That's the first thing <laughs> yeah. he's going to do. But, but, but I think the, the main work he needs to do, unfortunately, is the work that he's probably needed to do for the last, Ten years, the driver is really a, a sore spot yeah. for him. When you look at what Brooks Kepka was able to do, mm-hmm. you can take all the drama out of the end of a tournament if you can hit a 340-yard tee shot right down the middle and have a wedge in your hand. There's just not many bad things that can happen from 120 yards in. And when you're Tiger, even if if you're able to hit a lot of fairways with, with irons like he did at the British Open or like he did at the PGA, you can't give good players 50, 60, 70 yards off the tee and be competitive. I mean, he has to have a way to put the driver in play, and uh, he just couldn't do that. But that's not a new story. I guess the good thing is we're now talking about a golf problem as opposed to a a physical problem where he might not be able to play. Golf problems are fixable. So I would imagine that's that's what he's going to focus on. Uh, Matt Rudy from Golf Digest is our guest. Matt, we've seen, at least, I don't know, the wall has come down, maybe not completely around him. We're seeing him do things we never would before. You know, he's walking through galleries. Not everybody's hand, but occasionally slapping hands. He's smiling. Um, you know, as he's walking over the the up up the stairs and over top to toward the the trailer to sign his scorecard, he looks down on the masses, and that's literally what they were. And he gives them a thumbs up. He appreciated the crowd. He tweeted as much. Heck, he stuck around to congratulate Brooks Kepka. This is a different guy. Is this maturity? Is this an appreciation that maybe he didn't once have uh, because it maybe came so easy to him and now it's so difficult to get back? This is a different Tiger Woods, Matt. What's behind it? It's certainly different, and uh, I think part of it is being injured and being a, 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 an assistant captain and things like the President's Cup and seeing players from a from a, almost a coaching or a mentoring angle, as opposed to uh, you know being a competitor, I also think it, it, it it's the natural change of position from kind of the alpha predator on the tour, which he was, to now the crafty veteran. If anything, Brooks Kepka is the alpha predator, and I think being the intimidating, glowering guy that's you know trying to scare people. That I think when you're a 42 year old guy who doesn't have the fastest fastball. I think you, you have to make an adjustment, and that's what he did. It's an, it's an attitude adjustment based on the reality of what his play is, but also I think it's an attitude adjustment based on being a happier guy. I think all the troubles he's had in his life outside of golf have given him a little bit of change in perspective, and that's a good thing. Now, you, you could certainly argue that being the, 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 the assassin on the golf course or having that attitude is what helps you win all those tournaments, so maybe he's not as an effective player as he was, Part of because you know he's not that guy anymore, but I don't think you can argue that it's it's better you know it's a, it's a better way to be a human being off the golf course the way he seemed to be by embracing those guys and you know being an appreciative uh, runner up. You know, there's an argument out there right now, Matt, that if this tournament was played a decade previous, 
that Tiger would have won this thing running away. The depth of the tour now today. Brooks Kepta, his third major as he wins that two U.S. Opens to go along with the Justin Thomas, the defending champ in the PGA. Ricky, and on and on and on. DJ, we could play this game all day. How much better is the depth today than it was 10, 12, 15 years ago, Tiger in this heyday? It's way deeper now, and Tiger's the one who did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you could produce, because you can make so much money playing golf on tour now, the way you play these tournaments is totally different than it was. And the, and the athletes that it attracts is, are, are way different than it was. Now, Brooks Koepka is coming in because golf is a, a realistic option where you can make a bunch of money as a pro athlete you know, as, and as truly as an athlete, you know, a big, strong person who smashes the ball. You, know, you had in 1970, you had Jack Nicholas, and then you move down the list and you've got some part-time accountants playing at the end of those, <laughs> you know, at the end of those fields. It's just different now. And, and also because of the money, and I don't think people talk about this very much, the, the way players approach these events is different. Instead of, you know, having to finish 20th, you know, trying to grind it out to make a check so you can make it to the next tour stop, everybody in the field is set for the year, and they're firing away at every pin. And, and if you're one of the top players, it doesn't make any difference to Dustin Johnson if he finishes 4th or 30th. You know, he's trying to win the tournament. And he's trying to fire every flag, and if he misses a cut, he misses a cut. That's just fundamentally different than the way players used to play and it's way harder to win events because if you have a hundred super strong players all who hit it 320 all firing at every pin one of those players is going to be having a good week and, and you're going after someone you know taking every risk and firing at every flag and and you can't outweigh those players that's why it's so hard when you're so far behind to, to make up ground when there's so many people between you and the leader uh, Matt Rudy is our guest. Matt, last thing for you: Is there any doubt? And um, I mean, Tiger said it in the interview. You know, we're talking about the Ryder Cup, and if he's going to be a captain's pick. I mean, how, how, how did he? How did I mean? Come on, right? Yeah, he's going to be a part of it. Um, but is is it really is is it really a thing that maybe he won't be? Well, all they're going to do is take the TV ratings from yesterday right. on a piece of paper and just slide them in front of Jim Furyk and say, yeah. before you decide which pick you make, just take a look at these and just re- remember what this thing is all about. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously an exhibition and, and it's for bragging rights and all that, but it's also entertainment and there's ratings involved. And, and if you don't have the most famous player in golf who just had this resounding comeback event, I mean, somebody's smoking some dope or something. Mm. Tiger's going to make the team, and I'm pretty sure Phil's going to make the team too because mm. this is an exhibition where you want to have marquee names. And I hope it doesn't mean that someone like Bryson DeChambeau gets left out, you know, somebody who's played well for two years. But you know, the, the realities are those picks tend to go to players, you know, the, the glue-type players, the, the veteran-type players, you know, the players. I mean, Tiger missed a year, and he still only missed qualifying by – you know, a couple spots. I mean, there's no question he's going to get picked. We will talk to you before that event. Thank you for uh, doing what you do throughout the majors for us. We'll talk to you before the Ryder Cup. Thank you, Matt Rudy. Appreciate it. You bet. See you. Good to talk to you, Matt Rudy. Golf Digest. GolfDigest.com. Got some great pieces up there. Kindred did a piece. Uh, it's a must-read. GolfDigest.com. We'll come back. Zuba Mahente will join us ESPN. He's next. Trent and I until 2. Busy show. 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. 
Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home. Join us for the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's. Go to alc.org walk to register for an event near you. Together, we can end Alzheimer's. Pros and a no start with Lowe's. Because at Lowe's, it's easy to find the right tools for the job at the right price. And now you can get up to 30% off select cordless drills and combo kits, including savings on trusted brands like Hitachi, Porter Cable, DeWalt, and Cobalt. Plus, get in and out quickly with help from dedicated associates at our pro desk and pro checkout. So, pro, now that you know, start with Lowe's. Offer valid through August 19th. Law supplies last. See store for details. Right now, the biggest news in dishwashers is something you won't be hearing much about unless you listen very closely. Because the Home Depot now carries Bosch, top-of-the-line, legendarily quiet dishwashers. And listen up. Right now, you'll also save up to 10% as well. Did you hear that? Up to 10% off Bosch appliances. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details valid through August 22nd. Hey, golfers, Golf Headquarters 2900 University Clock Tower Square, West Des Moines, is having its annual August $500,000 liquidation sale. Golf Headquarters needs room for the new fall merchandise. Title is Pro V1 Reloads, $18.88 a dozen. Cobra Max T Driver, $199.99. Odyssey Pro Putter on Special for $99.99. Golf Headquarters Golf Clothing, all on sale, 20 to 60% off. Golf bags starting at $69.99. Callaway X Irons now, $398. Golf Headquarters August Blowout starts now in stock only. But Joy Superlight Golf Shoe on closeout for $58. Callaway Heavenwood $139.99. TaylorMade Golf Balls only $14.99 a dozen. Don't forget that Golf Headquarters does launch monitor club fitting and it's free with purchase. Check out their five-star Google fitting reviews. Golf Headquarters 2900 University Clock Tower Square half a million dollar August blowout starts now in stock only. Come early and get the best selection of closeout merchandise. Golf Headquarters August blowout starts now. Call 255-4433 for a fitting time you ever wonder what you look like with a full natural head of hair we'll find out mr executive lets you try before you buy get real hair again and a lease with options mr executive offers a 90-day lease for just 200 dollars at the end of 90 days if you decide to keep your new hair the initial investment goes toward the purchase price look don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049 Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. 
Support Special Olympics Iowa and join the Kiwanis Club of Urbandale for the annual Jim Jordan Memorial Golf Classic on Wednesday, August 15th at Otter Creek Golf Course in Ankeny. Special Olympics Iowa provides year-round sports training and athletic competition to over 14,000 individuals with intellectual disabilities in the state of Iowa. The tournament starts at 8 a.m. and all golfers receive 18 holes of golf, a cart, lunch, and opportunity for prizes. To sign up a foursome, as an individual or for sponsorship opportunities, please visit soiowa.org or call 515-986-5520. We'll see you on August 15th at Otter Creek Golf Course to chip in for the athletes. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, giving away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Mitch Holtis and Scott Dockerman coming up in the uh, 1 o'clock hour. Doc was at Iowa State Media Day, Iowa Media Day, and then the kids practice on Saturday. So we will talk to both of those gentlemen in our final hour. Right now, Zubin Mahente, ESPN, joins us. Zubin, Trent, and Ken, how are you? I'm doing great. I, by the way, uh, for anybody that didn't see, and I'm sure you guys discussed this on your show, but for anybody that didn't see... Uh, Scott Docterman's piece on Iowa State in the Athletic, mm-hmm. um, that was tremendous. I mean, I, the headline really caught me with the nation's most underrated fan base. And the one quote from there, and I don't want to get too deep into it, since some of your listeners may have seen it, but there was one quote in there from Jamie Pollard. That was actually the last story I ever covered at Channel 5 before I left. It was his hiring, which came out of left field, if you remember. I mean, nobody had any idea this was happening, and that added to the craziness of it. I guess you'd never see that in 2018, or, you know, you couldn't really hold anything like that back of that magnitude. But there was a, there was a sentence in there that said something to the effect of, um, you know, we, uh, we asked our donors to keep giving us money, giving us money, giving us money, and we still kept not winning and not winning and not winning, and they continued to support. So I thought it was amazing that, not only did he praise what the fans have done to bowl things in and to make it better, it's that they didn't give the fans the immediate improvement they wanted, mm-hmm. which was kind of on them, and the fans continued to support. So, I mean, I'm not trying to give a pat on the back to Iowa State fans, but even Pollard right there said, we asked, they delivered. We didn't deliver on our promise of winning more games, yet they continued to deliver with more donations. It says a lot about that fan base. And it's well-deserved that the success that it's seemingly they're on the precipice of having, no doubt about that. Um, you've got some trivia. Is that what I hear from Trent? I do, I do. Okay, so this is this is good. Let's see if we can figure it out. Or, you know, maybe your your callers can text in or call in or however it goes. But um, here we go. So, last so week you're was, giving Trent and I no chance ago. to answer this, then, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I... My confidence level is higher in the list. No, I'm just <laughs> okay. um, <here> we go. <laughs> Probably deservedly here we go. so. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> 
Here we go. So I was, I was driving around listening to your show a couple weeks ago, or I was walking around listening a couple weeks ago, and the only reason I bring this up is because one of you two mentioned this guy's name. So I'm not going to just throw it out of nowhere like you haven't heard about him or you haven't talked about him on your show so your listeners are not aware. So here's the question. Rack your brain on this one. We have a guy that works at ESPN that was the super prep 1995 high school football player of the year. Super prep 1995 high school football player of the year. Now here's your hint. Get this. He is not a football analyst at ESPN. Not a football analyst. And, he was, and we talked about him. 19... You talked about him ever so briefly, but one of you mentioned him. Um, 1995, so Trent, that's right in our wheelhouse. Yes. Ken, obviously, you've been in the market since then. Mm-hmm. All-American, number one player in the country, works at ESPN, but not in football. Jay Williams? Think about it. Think about it. What's that? Jay Williams? No, no, this is, uh, this is football. This is football. So um, I didn't know maybe he played football in high school, too. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Jay was pretty good at basketball, though. Yes. Yeah, I'll say. Yes. <laughs> I have what no... What do you think about that one? Yeah, but, but you, you, you got to tell us before we let you go here at the end. How about that? No problem. No problem. Uh, Zubin, yesterday, uh, as sports fans, um, he doesn't get much better than that, right? Just a remarkable final round of the PGA and then the walk-off last night from David Bodie. Uh, were you able to take that in and, uh, you know, let's start with, start with the golf. Did it feel to you like, you know, that this was something that was just, um, been, we've been waiting for this to, uh, this to happen and weren't sure we would ever get the opportunity to see Tiger Woods really uh, at his peak on a Sunday in the red shirt and all uh, in a major championship. That was unbelievable. Yeah. That it was. It's the perfect word, Ken. I mean, uh, I'm full disclosure. I, I don't normally do this. I like to consider myself a TV professional, but I had one eye on what I was doing yesterday, which was on the air at that time. And then I had the other eye on Tiger. So it was a little bit of a split discussion, kind of doing what we needed to do while keeping an eye on him. The biggest thing I would take away, I don't know if you guys concur. I mean, He's got 14 major championships. We ran an essay yesterday on the 10 years without a championship. Now, essentially, 10 full years without a championship. But if you told me a guy that has won 14 majors, and yesterday he had the lowest Sunday round he has ever had <laughs> in any major he has contested in, one or not, he had a 64 on a Sunday at a major, which is something he had never done in any of his 14 major championships, or any major tournament he had ever taken part in, and it wasn't good enough to win, yeah, I know. was amazing. Yeah. Also a great story from Sally Jenkins in the Washington Post today about Brooks Kepka, um, who lifts weights every day, and just, you mean, you know, it's, it's an easy tie, and I'm not saying he's overdoing it, because I don't know Brooks Kepka, but he is fond of saying that he lifts weights every day. In fact, he lifted weights the Sunday morning of the PGA Championship final round. And when you juxtapose him with Tiger Woods and you think about what Tiger brought to the sport with weightlifting and what some people like Brandel Shambly and others say that Tiger's extreme workout regimens did to him, I'm not saying Kepka's on that track. It is interesting to note that Kepka is a certain bona fide supporter of that method. Uh, on Saturday, he and Dustin Johnson went to the gym together to work out. And he said that in the piece, Dustin Johnson was swarmed 
by fans looking for pictures. And Ken, not one person went up to Brooks Kepka. Isn't that <laughs> not crazy? One person went up to Brooks Kepka. Um, obviously, the last thing I would say, I mean, I mean, he just shows up when he needs to show up. He has four wins on tour, three majors, and the Waste Management Open. That's an interesting mm. split. Three times as many majors as actual tour wins. Zubin, uh, Tiger made it so much fun. He, he really did. It's uh, looking back upon it, 14 under, just a great performance. What does this mean for golf going forward? Are, are we going to see another renaissance? Are we going to see it become, if not the fourth major sport overtaking hockey? What, what does this mean for you, or is this just a short-term story? He played well in a couple of tournaments late in the year of 2018, and that's how we'll remember it. I, I, would, I would put a higher degree of what you just said in your last statements because those last couple tournaments were majors, right? So to me, I would say that he ended the year essentially top 10 open, top 10 PGA. Now, in Tiger's prime, that would be considered disappointing for him. I think that would be considered illustrious for anyone else. Remember, Kepka at the age of 28, his three majors, there's not even a ton of guys walking around, period, mm-hmm. that have three majors. Um, and obviously the guys that have won the PGA and the U.S. Open in the same year as like Sarazen and Hogan and Nicholas, I mean, the list is tiny. So you always have to put Tiger on a different level and a different plane. He goes top 10 Open PGA Championship. I think more than anything, that shows you what he can do. Because while people look back and say, well, he's a runner-up at the Valspar and he played well at Arnie's tournament at Bay Hill, what you really want to see, I think what a lot of people want to see, is just Tiger stringing things together. So if we used to go all the way back to the Florida portion of the tour to say, remember when he did this? But wait, remember when he did this? And so I think people just want to see some line of continuity. So if you're telling me in back-to-back majors, on Sunday, halfway through the round, he had a legitimate chance to win, that's got to bode really well. He probably won't play a ton for the rest of the year. He'll obviously want to gear up for the Masters, which has obviously meant so much to him. So I think this is a good sign moving forward because even if you took Trent the name Tiger Woods out and just said this player performed well and had back-to-back top tens in the final two majors, what could that bode for 2019? I think no matter who the golfer was, whether it was Tiger Woods or anyone else, if you told me that was the guy's profile is the end of the year, and obviously now he certainly looks like a lock to be on the Ryder Cup team, um, I just think all the momentum is moving in his direction. Can he stay healthy? My guess is if he doesn't play in a lot of tournaments, which he seemingly doesn't anymore and probably won't from this point forward, minus something like that great international competition, I think you could be healthy and ready to go for 2019. Uh, To me as a golf fan, I would love to have seen him do well at the Masters and the U.S. Open because I know how much the Masters means to him. But from a golf fan looking ahead perspective, there's nothing better than somebody ending with this type of momentum and making people salivate at what could be ahead in 2019. Hmm. Zuma, we have like two and a half minutes left, and I want to save you 10 seconds to give us the trivia question answer. But (laughs) what I do want to ask you here, because I think this will probably be a lengthy response from you, is is what does this um, 2018, if anything, do to Jim Delaney's legacy, if you will? Uh, I mean, Penn State was under... Look, it was he was the commissioner of the league when this happened, right? Uh, then you fast forward to Larry Nasser getting sentenced this year, Michigan State. Two ongoing scandals at Ohio State: one in wrestling, one in football. Now the Maryland situation with a player dying and DJ Durkin seemingly uh, unable to survive what has gone on at Maryland. 
Um, at the end of the day, it's the commissioner's conference, and we're talking about sports. What does, if anything, does this do to Delaney's legacy? Yeah, and I would also add, I mean, that was our biggest story of the weekend before Tiger happened. I was on with our Adam Rittenberg, who covers college football, and we were on SportsCenter all weekend, and we also brought up, uh, you know, Kevin Wilson, the former Indiana coach. Oh, sure. Abusing players. Yeah. Tim Deckman, Illinois, same thing. So you want to add on Illinois, Indiana, Maryland. Rutgers had the Mike Rice situation, who was their old basketball Mm -hmm. coach. Ohio State situation, Penn State, and Michigan State. That's an unbelievably long list of things. There is a notion that the buck stops here. I don't think he is intimately involved or was aware of many of these things, maybe outside of what was percolating at Penn State and Michigan State from a macro perspective, because that has to be something when you walk into the office every single day, somebody needs to tell you what is the latest, or you have to be keeping tabs on what is the latest on something like Michigan State and Penn State, because those two stories have transcended sports in terms of their impact in society. Ohio State might get there because of the climate that we're in and the individual that's embroiled in this, but it's so much like his adversary, the late, great Mike Slive. When he stood there and said, make sure when I'm gone that the SEC cares more, about, more than just about Kentucky and basketball, let's make this the greatest sports league in all of college athletics. And he largely, to his credit, was given a ton of credit for that vision. So sometimes when you get the praise, like Slive did, for understanding how much the SEC, the quote, it just means more, let's just you know, parlay all of our juice, let's get a deal with ESPN, when you generally get the praise, on the other side, you have to take the criticism. I don't think it's fair for anybody to directly say he should have known any of this was going on. Obviously, you've got 14 disparate campuses in a region throughout the United States that's not just the middle footprint. You're out east for a couple of different schools. If there's anything, Ken, and it pains me to say this because I'm a Rutgers grad, all of those decisions that these universities have made regarding those coaches are obviously very poor. But I also think when the league decided to expand, there's probably somebody in a corner office saying somewhere, did we pick the right two schools? <laughs> Have these schools given us anything on the field athletically? Maryland is a great basketball school, has not really shown it since it was in the Big Ten. Rutgers has a good academic profile and has a good East Coast presence like Maryland, but obviously now with households not really being important with streaming and the apps, um, you really kind of lose the luster of having those East Coast households so I think in addition to some of the issues he's got to deal with, I think there's a part of Jim Delaney that has to sit there. And like I said, it pains me as a Rutgers grad, and I'm thrilled we're in the Big Ten because it feels like we're in a safe spot, much safer than the Big East or the AAC or any of these other leagues that Rutgers was in or Maryland was in. I think you have to step back, and I think some of them would say, I'm not sure expanding was the right move. And even if we decided expansion was the right move, are these two universities giving us anything but negative headlines and poor performance on the field since they joined the league. And I'm not sure what Rutgers and Maryland can say that they have that's been a truly redeeming aspect of their overall ascension to join the Big Ten Conference. They've been more of a hindrance than they've been a help. No doubt. Zubin, answer your question five seconds. Steve Coughlin of Ansonia, Connecticut. Stanford Steve Coughlin was a 1995 Steve. Super Prep High School football player of the year. That's I'm, incredible. That is. Zuba, we're out of time. Appreciate you coming on. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Zuba Mahente. See you guys. It's good to talk to you. Zuba Mahente, coming back 1 o'clock hour next. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. 
Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. When posting on most job sites, you get candidates. I'm the sales director. I'm the sales director. I'm the sales director you're looking for. But when you post on Indeed.com, you get the candidates just right for you. I'm a sales director with an MBA, over 10 years experience, who's also fluent in Japanese. With Indeed, you can add screener questions for a less time-consuming route to your short list of qualified candidates. Arigato. Hiring's better when you've got your short list. Save time on hiring when you post a job on Indeed. Get started today at Indeed.com slash hire. If you wear a denture, are you sure your breath is clean and fresh? Try Polydent. It's specifically designed to clean a denture because it's tough on odor-causing bacteria, but gentle on the denture itself. Polydent has a four-in-one cleaning system with four powerful ingredients that work together to deep clean your denture. It kills 99.99% of odor-causing bacteria in laboratory testing and helps to remove stains. Feel confident and clean every day with Polydent. Available at Walmart for a low price every day. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. The Arizona Iowa Baseball Company has become a one-stop shop for all of your field product needs. Arizona Iowa Mounds can provide you with anything to make your field look great and play great from portable pitching mounds to field products and equipment. With multiple items stocked for the season, Arizona Iowa Mounds offer same-day delivery on stocked items and free field consultant to Iowa Little Leagues, high schools, and colleges. And individual lessons are available for baseball and softball players at their location. 3976 Northwest Urbandale Drive, the Arizona Iowa Baseball Company. An old favorite is back again.